So this is the uh, CSF author interview with Dr. Timo Galber and Dr. Paula Hoff, who very kindly have given their time. And we're discussing an article recently published, uh, and this is an article in the International Journal of Molecular Sciences, and it's about the impact of Janus kinase inhibition with tofacitinib on fundamental processes of bone healing extremely important if we have uh, fractures in our osteoporotic or rheumatoid patients with uh, fractures, and we know that they're at increased risk. And we can put this into context because we've had a uh, interview with Dr. Orsolini where he talked about the impact on Janus kinase inhibitors on the JAK-STAT pathway, and we've had an interview with Georg Schett very interestingly, and a little different to the paper we're about to discuss, suggested that the kinase inhibitors did not interfere with osteoclast function, but were promoters of osteoblast function and bone formation, and he raised the possibility of healing of bone erosions. So let's talk to um, Professor uh, Geber, uh, Geber, Timo Geber and Paula Hoff. We thank you very much for your time. I'm Professor Peter Nash from the University of Queensland, and I understand you're from the Charité Universität Medicine in Berlin. So welcome very much. Um, we're very interested in hearing about your paper. So perhaps um, if you wouldn't mind just introducing um, your hospital and the research you're doing and uh, why you did this study, please. Yes, uh, perhaps good morning. My name is Paula Hoff. I would um, start. I work as a rheumatologist in ambulatory care in Berlin, Germany, but uh, I still have um, a lot of research work with a, a former uh, group at the Charité University Hospital and together with Timo Gaba, we uh, perform several scientific projects at uh, the Charité. And uh, one of our projects resulted in the recent paper which we discussed, uh, discussed today. But uh, we uh, generally are very interested in uh, bone healing and bone formation exactly of the reason you had uh, already said because our uh, our rheumatic patients um, often uh, suffer from osteoporosis and uh, this is also uh, why we are very interested in uh, bone uh, regeneration in rheumatic diseases so good okay, morning so now let me introduce uh, myself, so I'm Timo Gaba, and I'm working in the lab here in the Charité. So I'm biologist from my profession, and um, I'm conducting most of the experiments. And yeah, that's uh, what I have to talk about now. So thank you very much. Could you just give us an idea of uh, what this research project was? How did how did you go about doing it, and what were your goals with this particular study? Um, yes, um, so uh, what we were interested in was the effect of the new uh, JAK inhibitors, uh, tofacitinib, uh, on um, uh, bone regeneration because, uh, of course, we want to know when uh, fractures happen, they are not planned. So we cannot uh, plan uh, interruption of therapy and the patients um, normally uh, take the medication until the, uh, they have the fracture. And that's why this was the initial question. So we wanted to know um, how, what is the impact of uh, this new medicament of acetonib, um if a fracture happens. And uh, this is why we started to, um, to learn 
more about um, bone regeneration or to um, um, to perform experiments with dofacitinib. And because bone regeneration is a complex process comprising different consecutive phases, um, we wanted to assess the complexity um, via analyzing key events of different phases uh, of uh, bone regeneration. And uh, first, uh, we uh, analyzed the recruitment of mesenchymal stroma cells, which belongs to the first um, events to happen in bone regeneration, it has structure healing. What was and, your model, uh, Paula? What was, what was your model? Was it an animal model or a ovariectomized rat model or a bone plate model? What was the model? Thing was done in your human system, yes. So the first uh, idea was um, to... to um, to mimic uh, migration of MNCs, mesenchymal stromal cells, into the fracture gap. And the migration uh, was mimicked so in vitro using a Boyden chamber system. And uh, that means that we, we just uh, put some MNCs into a chamber and then let them migrate towards a TNF alpha gradient, which is one of the most prominent uh, cytokines in the fracture gap. And uh, what we saw was that uh, under normal culture conditions, we saw that the um, MSCs migrated not that well. So increasing doses of tofacitinib inhibited the uh, migration of MSCs. But when applying um, conditions that can be found in a fracture gap where vessels are ruptured and where you have a bad or less supply with oxygen, so a decrease of oxygen content. So what we then mimicked in vitro was um, to apply a hypoxic condition, so conditions nearby of 1 to 2 percent oxygen. And, uh, the, and um, surprisingly, the MSCs uh, with increasing doses, migrated much better towards the gradient. So that was one, one finding we had, and that was surprising. So, um, do, you, do you know if the, in a human fracture there is hypoxia? Is that known? Yes, this is uh, this is known. It is controversially discussed. But what we have done in uh, the past is also to analyze fracture hematomas from uh, from fractures to analyze the initial phase of fracture healing. And here we could uh, definitively show that the cells um, express um, HIF one hypoxia inducible factor one alpha, which is only uh, detected uh, at protein level under hypoxic conditions. So yes, we have uh, we know that the uh, the uh, um, hypoxia is in the fracture gap in the initial phase. Very nice. And do you, the doses that you were using, were they physiological doses that you could get into a human taking TOFA or were there supra-pharmacological doses required to show the effect? Uh, we had uh, used both. So we had uh, uh, small doses, uh, which uh, represent the physiological uh, doses in the body, but we had also used suprapharmacological uh, dosages. Okay, excellent. So keep going. Tell me some more. So that's very interesting, the difference of, that hypoxia makes to the uh, function of the MSC. Yeah, indeed, it's uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, although we do not really know the mechanism now, but um, so we will keep on uh, just looking at that effect. Okay. And do those MSCs differentiate normally? 
they even uh, differentiate uh, better in uh, in uh, in the osteogenic way so this is also a very interesting uh, finding that we could increase osteogenesis via tofacitinib treatment in contrast uh, there was no negative uh, effect on uh, chondrogenesis. Timo, you can you can of course uh, add some something, but uh, yeah. this is uh, what we think is that is um, very good because it uh, really, uh, it does not interact with the endochondrial ossification, which would be the clinical inf um, implication, but does uh, does uh, improve bone formation. Yeah, indeed. And yes. if I just just add some. Um, so uh, what we also observed uh, was that chondrogenic differentiation was uh, uh, also supported by increasing doses of tofacitimib, or at least not inhibited. And interestingly, we found some uh, GAC uh, formational changes, so, so changes in the chondrocytes, and this seems to be an anachondral uh, ossification. So that is indeed uh, very, very interesting. We are still keeping on it um, just to... to um, to clarify the mechanism behind that. Interesting, because uh, that's what Georg showed, that osteoblast activity increases and bone formation increases. And it's also nice to know it spares the chondrocytes because of uh, joint space narrowing that happens in the joint. Uh, and in the JAK studies, they had significant reduction of joint space narrowing, which is, I always thought that was due to matrix metalloproteinases. Any ideas about a mechanism for any of these changes? Well, so, so um, fr from the point we have, so, so we yet have uh, not really proven experiment. So, so uh, um, but an idea would be that uh, the differentiation, so via socks could be also um, uh, affected by the tofacitinib treatment, so um, so completely clear. It is really it's difficult. So what we know is that hypoxic condition uh, also further uh, um, or support um, chondrocyte differentiation, which has been shown very early. Uh, so I guess now it's ten years ago by Fanda et al. And they demonstrated that the chondrocyte uh, development uh, completely uh, is, uh, is dependent on the HIF-1 alpha stabilization. And that may be a process with, which uh, supports uh, or which is supported by tofacitinib treatment. At that moment, we do not really know about that. Right. Rank ligand pathway involved? We think that this could be involved via the modulation of inflammation. And if, it's, if there are direct effects, um, we will see. Yeah. What about the wind pathways, in, any involvement, any ideas about that whole um, osteoblast wind pathway? So, so I know that there is a recent publication of Axel Hueva uh, from um, uh, I don't know, um, he's known Erlang, I guess, um, and they found that the wind pathway seems to be affected. Um, so at this point, we cannot say from our studies uh, anything about that, but uh, what we see is that also other crafts are affected by tofacitinib, and um, uh, that, that indicates that maybe rank ligand pathway is much more uh, involved. 
Okay. And do you think there'll be any jack selectivity? Do you think that if it's a jack one or a pan jack, there'll be differences, or do you think this will be a class effect? So right now we think it's um, perhaps rather a class effect. But we don't know. We we uh, we want to compare the different jerk uh, uh, inhibitors in our experiments. Excellent. And, and uh, how do you think clinicians should take this information? What should they learn from all these beautiful experiments? Yes. So um, what we think is that it from our experiments. Of course, we need uh, we need animal experiments, and um, we will need um, clinical experience to uh, prove our hypothesis. But we think that it is not necessary to interrupt the therapy with tofacitinib in case of fractures, um, at least not for several weeks. We are very happy about uh, the clinical uh, data that are collected in the registers worldwide, like in our German rabbit register collecting data of rheumatoid arthritis patients. So we hope that they will show that it is really not um, necessary to interrupt the therapy for um, for a long time, like several weeks, um, because we think that we do not want to risk flares after fractures. Um, but of course, the patients should be mobilized prior to restart the therapy to prevent traumatic events. But still, um, if, uh, if the patient uh, feels that the joints are um, uh, painful again and the flare is coming, um, it, uh, they should, um, in our mind, start the therapy again. And um, then we know that tofacitinib has these um, anti-erosive effects. And of course, um, this could be also um, be explained by our um, experiments showing the reduced osteoclast differentiation and activity and enhanced bone formation. And um, all these effects systemically uh, can um, also point toward an anti-osteoporotic uh, anti impact of tofacitinib. I think it's very important. I don't know about in Germany, but in our country, the orthopedic surgeons have got into their head that leflunamide interferes with fracture healing, and the spinal surgeons in particular won't operate on anybody on leflunamide because they think it interferes with uh, bone repair. So it's very reassuring that you can show evidence that tofacitinib does not do this. So yes. Interestingly, our surgeons also always want to interrupt the, uh, the medication when they know it. And in cases of medication they do not know, they perhaps forget to ask the rheumatologist and then the, the therapy is not interrupted. And I didn't have one case where something uh, bad happened to fracture healing after uh, a rheumatic therapy was not interrupted. So, of course, it's just a few patients, but uh, still... Um, yeah, I think we could be uh, more free with this medication. Yes, so thank you very much. Where will you go to next with your research? So, so uh, may, may I just, so if, um, so if we can go on, we are, if, if it's uh, also supported and, and at the moment it looks like that we will uh, further focus on several different kinds of jack inhibition on one hand, being more using the second generation types. And 
and of course we want to clarify the mechanisms behind yes. so so that is really really important just to be to be aware of possible other side effects and other cells also um, so which are important for fracture healing and of course we need we obviously need a, a fracture model uh, let's say in mice or in rats so that is where we want to go next so that this sounds very sorry keep going Yes, perhaps I would like to add this is the um, this is our experimental part of it. But the next thing is that we also uh, want to know about the uh, bone quality uh, in uh, patients. So of course, because our patients are um, uh, well analyzed uh, um, via osteodensitometry, and we also uh, work with the uh, trabecular bone score uh, to analyze the bone quality. Uh, we will um, add uh, our um, to our experimental data, we can uh, add also the clinical data um, in the future. Excellent. Do you think you'll show some evidence on erosion healing? I think uh, we uh, that uh, our research uh, contributes to the um, proof of the anti-erosive uh, effects, but uh, we are not focused uh, on the erosions um, in rheumatoid arthritis, but more on the osteoporotic effects clinically. Fair enough. Um, I've always wondered about the effect of JAKS on sclerostin and the osteocyte, which is the conductor of the whole orchestra. You think you'll have a chance to look at that pathway as well? So, so yes, uh, I guess yes. Uh, so, of course, uh, that is um, one of our, um, the next experiments, which which uh, will be done, will be uh, done by using um, um, special um, substances, including sclerostin, um, and uh, to treat the bone or to treat MSCs in vitro and to test uh, how Jack is uh, interfering there, uh, how Jack inhibition is interfering there. So, um, of course, we will go on there, yeah. Excellent. Any final comments from either Paula or yourself? So, first of all, I'd like to mention or note that hypoxic conditions should always uh, be uh, part of every experiment because we uh, face uh, different conditions in the body and that, that should be kept in mind when starting the experimentations. and. Um, from the clinical part, I guess, Paula, you have some comments? Yes, I think that it's very important to connect the basic research to clinical results. And this is what we can do in our group very nicely. And we are very happy to go on with our research. Yes, indeed. Well, congratulations on a very interesting paper. We look forward to further developments. Uh, we thank you both again for your time. Uh, we wish you all the best in the times of COVID-19 and uh, hope you're safe and, and stay well and take care. This has been the Rheumatology Author Interview Podcast brought to you by Cytokine Signaling Forum. If you'd like to know more about this paper and others uploaded to the CSF website this month, you can find detailed slide sets are available in the publication section at cytokinesignaling.com. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and let us know what you think. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.